This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, your home for those that like good whiskey in the great outdoors. We are your hosts. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. This week, we got a little bit of uh, this and a little bit of that for you. We're going to talk about some uh, hunting regulations, changes going on here in South Carolina, talk about some bottle releases some fun stuff in the works that we're uh, working on and uh, just general chit chat. So stay tuned, enjoy, and uh, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, whatever, that stuff. All that. All that. All that. see that no what do you mean when you turned on the uh the video yeah is that what happened yeah i think so yeah oh, okay sorry for oh, the awkwardness okay. there at the end at the very end i remembered this is going on youtube so i was like i could maybe i should say something <laughs> i didn't know what to say <laughs> good so. and this week we're uh, back in the studio <laughs> <laughs> i like it better that's a good looking studio yeah if we ever if we ever find ourselves in, a, in another space um I, I like i like that look yeah, I do too. It was uh, enjoyable, but I think it was a waste of money. Yeah, no, I, I, I regret it. No, I don't regret it at all. But I'm looking forward to uh, Jessica actually said something the other day. She uh, something popped up on her feed. She's like, you know, it's been four years since your elk hunt. I was like, yeah. I was like, uh, uh, Matt and I have been, you know, talking about using some of the cash flow that'll free up from the the studio expenses to to do more hunts. I said I would really like to do another elk hunt or do a mule deer or pronghorn or something out West and uh, just start traveling more and hunting more. Pronghorn would be sick. We have so many connections now and great, great people that we've met through, through whiskey and whitetails. I, I think we have a really good opportunity to leverage some of those and do some cool things. Yeah, it was good. Then uh, we had fun with um, getting rid of the studio too, kind of taking it apart and we got a, we got to do a, an office space moment. PC load letter. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you gotta destroy a desk, which was fun. 
Yeah, that was, uh, I did not expect that thing to come apart so easily. I should have known better. It's just particle board and like two inch screws. So it was nothing but, you know, 10 years and a wish holding that thing together. Right. Yeah. I told Colton, uh, they had, uh, they had done that Buffalo trace release at seven stars on what Friday, Saturday. And so they, they all went out to, uh, get lunch at the bowl after and, okay. uh, Invited us. I was getting ready to go downtown and look at Tacovas. I can't fit my feet in them, but, you know, I still like to look at them, pretend sometimes. But, yeah, we went over there and told Colton, I'm like, sorry, because he wanted that desk. I was like, turns out it was junk. You didn't want it at all. Yeah. Oh, he wanted that desk? Yeah. Oh, I thought he wanted the big desk. No, no, I knew you were taking the big desk. Oh, gotcha. Is that what's in your, behind you now? Yeah, that's what's behind me now, man. I'm going to grab some monitors that I have um, at the office and swap them out with the ones I have here. And uh, there were some bigger monitors to go right there. And then uh, I have a monitor and my laptop in this corner with the microphone kind of set up. So when I'm not recording, this will I'll have, you know, different work laptops set up. And then I can turn this into a, a studio real quick and just by swapping out some stuff. Yeah, I need to do, uh, make this a little more permanent in here. I got everything just kind of sitting around, but it's okay. I installed okay. A, a little like foot and a half shelf um, up against the wall right here. That's what I have the microphone mounted on. Um, I may have to change the location a little bit. So this is not right. And I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out, but yeah, it worked out good. It might look better than mine screwed to the desk here. Well, I, to be honest with you, it's the fact that you can just take it off and get it out of the way when it's not being used. It's kind of appealing. I don't even get close to this desk while I'm recording. So I may end up doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm, might work. Might work. Um, Chelsea. <clears throat> I set up some new sounds on, on this, uh, on the soundboard here. Did you? Yeah. I'm Sh- pretty excited. Show me. Or, or, or do they have to wait for the right time? I don't know that we'll get the right time, but like some are like, here's a good one. I'm sick and tired of ordinary people being fleeced. <laughs> I don't know what it meant, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> then I had to get some. You are fake news. Some of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? <laughs> That's a great quote. This is madness. This is Sparta. Great, I need that at some point. Yeah, great Here's movie. Johnny. I am the father. This is the last one. I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? What would I do without you? That's a probably my favorite Batman movie. It's a great Batman movie. His he did uh, such a good job. Yeah, his his. Uh, it's a shame that he died. He's he was a really good actor. Um, same with. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. They both were just phenomenal actors. Uh, both overdosed, unfortunately. But the uh, yeah, that his his depiction of the Joker was. I don't know. Every time I watch it, I pick up on things that I didn't notice before. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I I also like the um, what's the other movie that they made about the like the Joker beginning season like. Oh, I think it's just called Joker. Yeah, that's a good one too. I With like the, the whole concept of the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, funny. the Joker is cool. Like the, the DC comics and that Batman in general is like very dark. And the movies they tried to do in the beginning, I don't think really captured that like dark, sinister feel of the movie. And we're getting way off our normal stuff, getting going, getting nerding out here. But that movie is just great, man. I, I could watch it over and over. Yeah. All right. We'll hop over to uh, this Boon Ratty. We got a chance to try it at uh, the studio while we we're closing down. So I got to make that video. Yeah, we did it, a little but... ce- celebratory chug and then we, uh, we actually had it. We enjoyed a pour uh, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it was good stuff, though. It's kind of what it, I forgot about the, uh, I don't know, I have the autofocus turned off because it gets crazy. 
There you go. It's uh, Boone Rat. It's a peated malt, gently balanced, premium Irish whiskey. But they won gold, double gold at the 2023 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Second year in a row for the brand. And then we have just like uh, some cool talking points here. I'm only doing this because, um, you know, if you send us a whiskey and you want us to talk about it, that's that's what we do. And, Absolutely. and so we were sent this whiskey by, by Boone Ratty and figured we'd chit chat. But um, let's see, of the 4,000 total entries, only 28 Irish entries received a double gold. To receive this, all 50 judges who blind tasted the whiskey gave it a gold rating. And so Boone Ratty was one of five gold awards for blended Irish whiskey, which nice. include uh, Jameson Bow Street, 18-year-old, was also double gold in that category. So it's pretty good. It's a peated malt, full flavor. It's not a traditional Irish whiskey, but it is pretty good. Neat on the rocks. We tried just like pulling it out of the mouth and, and it's got, or pulling it out of the bottle and it's got, it's pretty peated, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would, but it's, it's not peated in the way that um, you and I sometimes, at least I know I don't, don't always care for. Um, it's, it's present, but it also, it still carries through some of those, those notes and things that are, that you expect from an Irish whiskey. You know, some of those um, shortbread, you know, butter, floral notes that you, you mm-hmm. find in Irish whiskey, but it still brings that, that earthy peated uh, flavor with it. And um, I, I, I think I would like drinking that more than just a, some of the traditional scotches that I'm just not always a fan of. I would definitely rather drink this than some of the more traditional scotches. I'm not going to pour a ton, but cause I still have a ton of yard work to do. Yep. But I'll be honest um, with you. I'm nursing a hangover and I'm not interested in drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Wife and I went out, we came home and we kept drinking and uh, that's, I haven't drank that much in a long time. Well, that's good. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, I didn't last night. I actually went to bed a little early. And well, I'm sober. proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. I did. I did some day drinking though. I went to yeah. um, went to go see the machine. Well, is it as great good. as uh, as they said it would be? I don't know, but it's pretty good. I laughed. Well, good old fashioned comedies where people weren't afraid of making jokes. I've uh, been yeah. lost for a long time, so that's what I'm looking forward to when I watch. It was uh, there was as much of that as you would hope. Oh man, yeah, well, still it was funny. It's there still was, Hollywood. There's some funny like stuff for uh, like if you listen to Two Bears One Cave. Yeah, there's some funny Tom and Bert stuff in there. Oh really? <laughs> well, that's good. I won't spoil anything, but when you the first one when you see it, you're like, oh. But uh, having for uh, Bert Kreischer, his dad being Luke Skywalker, I was pissed that he never said like I am your father. He never said it through the whole movie. Oh, he, you think it would be like an like a just a really obvious setup? Yeah. Yeah, like he's gonna have to do it. Yeah, it's that, just like a moment in time where they're like kind of connecting, you know, and it, and, it, and you're like, this is it, this is it, this is it. Like an opportunity for him to just say something about, I'm, I am your father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like or at least like I'm your dad or something. But he didn't say. There's really that. no subtle way to do it though. He's probably like uh, required by Star Wars. He can't. Oh, I, you know, what? I didn't think about that. I bet you, I bet you that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah I bet uh, you that phrase is is uh, is copyrighted. It's probably right. It probably is. We're yeah. going to get a cease and desist letter for saying that on here. <laughs> That's fine. But no, it was fun. It was a good movie. And uh, we went to Miller's and ate. So I'm doing this that intermittent fasting thing. So, so just, I'm pretty much eating whatever I want between sh- 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Just shoved your shoved your face for four hours? Yeah. Well, not really. I couldn't. But I did get some uh, not fried chicken ice cream. Yeah, I saw that. And, and you mentioned it yesterday like it was something everyone knows about. And you know me, I, I don't go out that much. So what the hell is that? No way. Okay. Well, luckily, <laughs> luckily I can, uh, I can share. Let's see. If I remember how to uh, present. Share screen. 
Bam. So, um, yeah. Not fried chicken ice cream. This is what it looks like. It comes in a little chicken bucket. What? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the inside, the bone right here. Yeah. Is, is chocolate. What's the outside? It's like a cornmeal. Okay. Or like a, not cornmeal, um, special K. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like ground up special yeah, K? Yeah, like, uh, like, like cornflakes or something? Yeah. But I love that it comes in these little chicken buckets. That's so funny. And where do you buy that at? So they have it at Terrace Theater, but I think I've oh, heard okay. Whole Foods sells it too. Gotcha. It's a it's a Charleston thing. That's that's wild. I'll have, to, I'll have to find it and check it out. The kids will get a kick out of that. Dude, it's so good. It's delicious. I would definitely recommend getting you some. Yeah, that's funny. I enjoyed it. It's uh for we I don't remember when we first saw it somewhere and then um I never got the chance to try it and then I was at Supper Club at I think it was a Greek restaurant and they, and they had it on the menu and we all got one and it was amazing. Nice. There's times I'll just ride my motorcycle to Terrace theater to get one. Really? Yeah. They're really good. Have you, uh, have you checked out that Mexican restaurant in, um, in park circle over there? The Azul. Azul. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. That's where we, we had dinner last night. I had the mucho grande burrito. Dude. I, I they had, just got to roll me out of that place. The thing was so big. But um, do you some uh, tequila? I, I had a margarita actually. I had a, a jalapeno uh, margarita that was made with a jalapeno infused tequila. That was pretty good. Nice. Um, nice. I didn't I didn't drink too much there, but then we walked across the street there to uh, to Paddock and uh, had some whiskeys over there. So that was that was pretty good. Yeah, we both went to a different Paddock <laughs> on the same day, which yeah. is pretty nifty. Yeah, Jess got tried a couple cocktails. She got an old fashioned and then some kind of um. It was like some kind of bourbon fruit punch or something. I forget what it was, but it had like a brown derby. Uh, no, I had the brown derby. Um, uh, I think that had jalapeno in it. I, I don't know. Yeah, remember. yeah that, I had that one. But uh, and then I had that that neat pour of um, their their uh, barrel pick there, the old Forester uh, barrel strength, yeah, the blue labels. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, everybody likes to talk, like those are bangers, dude. And everybody's like, oh, they're young. It's like okay. Say what you want about it. I mean, it, it tastes good. And we've had this discussion a million times. Like, I, if it tastes good, I really don't care how old it is. No, I don't care. How, yeah. And, and it was a $20 pour, which, you know, I take, you know, it is what it is. It's a whiskey bar. But I, I could have paid three times that for some some other pours that, that I know I would not have enjoyed as much. So I went with a flavor profile I know I like. And there was still some of that, uh, you know, big league chew, great flavor you know, that, that we've harped on before. And, uh yeah, it was good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I like it. I like uh, I like the establishment. I wish I had. I don't think I wish I owned it, but I wish I had uh, the ability to kind of do something like that. You know, Jessica and I talked about it, and she she agreed or thinks that we would do well opening up something similar to that. Just it's just like where do you put it? You know. Yeah, I mean Charleston is great for food and restaurants, but it's also very very competitive and it's expensive here. So, you know, I don't know. We have to, we have to, we'd have to get up with some people and some investors to make that happen. We would have to a hundred percent find. So there's paddock and whiskey. I've never even heard of that whiskey run. That's in your neck of the woods, I guess. Is it whiskey run? Yeah, it's in North Charleston. I don't even know where that's at. This isn't a bar. This is a liquor store. Whiskey Jack's, um, 
dude, <clears throat> I'll say it. I don't care. Beam was supposed to go play there. Oh yeah. Friday, Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking forward to this forever. And, um, and they pretty much were like, uh, we never, we never had you on the ticket. We had somebody else, our bad. And he's like, what? I've been promoting this for weeks. Yeah. How'd they not see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they did. I don't know what the problem is, but it irritated me and I know it irritated him, but I had, he might be mad at me saying that, but you know, they were like, well, you should have checked our Facebook. <laughs> He's like, why would I, if I book something with you, why would I check your Facebook to make sure it's still booked? Yeah. What? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. That's, that, um, that's crappy business, man. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Sucks. We're in my Friday night. I'm not going to go to whiskey Jack's unless he's there, you know? Right. The yeah. place looks kind of small. I wonder if it's like a whiskey bar. That's just the name of it. I've never been. I mean, hell dude. Last, last night was, uh, like I said, when I get out, it's usually to go, you know, run an errand or two and then maybe grab dinner with the wife. We don't, uh, we don't, we don't go hitting bars very often. We, we did have a few last night and we were going to go do some, we were going to go bowling. We rolled up to the bowling alley and it was, slammed and with all the types of people that we don't generally hang out with. So we were like, you know, we're just going to go home. <laughs> we kept what kind of people are those guys, just younger people. We'll leave it at that. And, uh, we, oh. we were just, uh, we just we came home and opened up the bar here at the house and finished our night that way. Don't you, where were the kids? Uh, well, so Leo was at, uh, uh, my sister's house playing with their cousins. And, uh, my mom was here hanging out with Nolan and Gavin, she didn't really need to be here. Nolan and Gavin are old enough to, to just hang out by themselves. Gavin can cook and take care of himself and keeps keeps an eye on him. But Leah, Leah's a bit of a wild card at five. She can either be super chill and hang out, and or she can just be you know all over the place. So, right, yeah, we, we got back at eight and she had already fallen asleep. It was good. It was a good night. Nice. Well, I'm glad you guys got to have a little date night. Sorry, you couldn't go bowling. Maybe you should don't you have a, a roller skating rink up there? Oh, there's a roller skating rink up over by uh, ATP, the gun shop, I think. Yeah, some old school well, roller, skating. roller skating rink. Dude, I haven't been in a roller skating rink since I was in seventh grade, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Andy used to love it. I haven't been to one in a long time. Definitely since middle school. <laughs> I did not do it in high school. I was too cool for that. No, I was too busy in high school. If I went, if I went skating, it was at the ice rink. Yeah, I know you played a lot of hockey. All right. We wanted to get into some uh, new rules we've got. Oh, also, uh, you can check out Boone Ratty Whiskey on Instagram or Facebook. Oh, rules. Yeah. You're talking about the uh, the hunting stuff. Yes. Yeah, so I actually overheard this the other day on, um, on the radio, I think. And for as many people know, uh, or, or I don't know if you are, are probably aware, blue laws exist throughout you know, or in some states, and it's becoming much less of a thing. I think it's down to like single digits. Uh, the states that do not allow hunting on Sundays, um, a lot of them have transitioned to like, well, you can hunt on Sundays, but only on private land, or or some variation of that. Well, South Carolina was one of those states, and as of uh, May 26th of this year, so literally two days ago, um, new regulations for wildlife management areas um, and two national forests. Um, have changed to allow hunting on those WMAs and national forest uh, from October 15th to January 31st. So basically what's that on a Sunday. 
Yep, on Sundays. So you can actually, you can hunt on Sundays now. Um, you don't have to, um, you know, plan your plan your weekend of hunting and, and limit it to just a, just a Saturday, you know. Hunting hunting public land and WMAs are nice, you know. We, our, our tax dollars go to paying for that land. And you got guys that work, you know, work a lot. They work regular jobs and they may only get a Friday night or a Saturday to go hunt and you limit those, you limit that to just those days. And then the hunting season is, is even shorter on those on those lands. So you think about it, if a guy can only hunt on Saturdays um, and, and those seasons only open for a few months, you're limiting that guy's ability to hunt to maybe 12, eight to 12 days. You know, that sucks, man. That's, yeah. that's not a lot of time to get out in the woods and, and have a successful deer season. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I, I, every time I think about going out there, it's always like, man, if I go Friday, I'm not gonna be able to hunt Friday night. So I hunt Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, then I'm coming home, but it's like when I'm staying the night Friday, what's the point? Yep. So if you can make it like, you know, get out there and set up camp Friday and then hunt all day Saturday and be able to hunt Sunday morning before you head home, well, that changes things. It makes it maybe a little bit more worth your time. Yeah. And I would definitely be more into being able to go out and, you know, run through and stay the weekend all weekend as opposed to, you know, coming back Saturday night because yeah. you're, you're not going to stay the night Saturday for no reason. No, no, it's, it's, you know, time is it. I don't know. We're busy, man. Like everybody's busy. There's things going on. And it's like I, maximizing your time for whatever activity or whatever it is you're trying to do is important. Um, but also maximizing and being able to utilize, like it drives me, it, it's crazy that it's like, okay, you have this, you have this right, this kind of this God given right to, to provide for your family and hunt. And uh, we're going to take your tax dollars to, to help pay for maintaining lands to allow you to do that. But you can only do it like, you know, a dozen times a year. Well, what the what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. So this new law, you know, for those areas, almost will will you know basically double the number of days a year that that these guys um, and, and gals people can hunt, um, which is great. You know, I think it's cool. It gives more opportunities to get kids out there as well. And um, you know, hopefully, you know, I haven't looked at the numbers from if they've even been put out yet of what the harvest numbers were for last year. But I'll be interested to see if the additional days available for hunting has a, a significant impact on the harvest numbers. And if that changes any of the, uh, the tag limits or, or bag limits, um, and in, in upcoming years. I think it's also like, just the amount of harvest has been way low in the past few years. So I think they're probably just like, Hey, let's, why not open it up? See if we can get some more yeah. opportunities. I wonder who starts these conversations to get stuff moving like that. You think it's people like us or. Yeah. Well, and, and there's, there's organizations out there that, that push for this kind of stuff. Um, there's the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, uh, and then there's the uh, South Carolina Legislative Sportsman Caucus, um, and they're, they've been kind of con- conservation-related partners since uh, 20, 2020, and they've been advocating for a long time uh, to get you know uh, hunting opened up on Sunday. So this has been going on for some time. It's, it's been in the works for, for years. It's just, you know... Getting uh, getting all these old old folks that are running the state and running the country to buy into these things, it's uh, it's hard to do. It's, I saw a thing the other day. It's um, you know why do we? <laughs> it's, it's talking about the contradiction between uh, how we label we label many seventy plus year old people as in like ineligible for workforce because of their declining mental and physical abilities. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're almost exclusively running the country in, in, in many states. So it's I'm kinda... sick and tired of ordinary people being fleeced. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to say I, I, I served that up to you, but, uh, that was, that was well, well executed. Pretty good. But, uh, you know, I think Uh, it it just comes down to a lot of these people, especially in the South, you know, the the Bible belt, we have people who were real stuck in in kind of old ways. And it's just like, why, you know, like what, what purpose does it serve to not be able to, um, to hunt on Sundays? Should be in church. Maybe so. Can't hunt, can't drink. You can go home and sit on your butt and watch football, though. It's true. It's that was always weird to me that the like the rules are always made up. Like you can't the liquor stores are closed on Sundays, but you can buy beer twenty four hours a day in South Carolina. Yeah, twenty four hours a day. Like when, whenever you want, you can go buy beer, but you can't buy liquor on Sundays. Yeah, and if you drive a few hours down into Georgia, you can't buy beer on Sunday at all. Yeah, and the other thing too that 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 blew me away is you can't like they don't have brunch. You can't have alcohol in the mornings yeah. on Sundays in Georgia because mm-hmm. you fly through Atlanta and you're like, what do you mean I can't have? <laughs> and they're like, it's not. And I'm like, don't get mad at me. <laughs> I get it. I'm not mad at you. I right. Yeah. It's stupid rule. Yep. It's, um, I remember. You can't have a Bloody Mary at uh, eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> on the way to Kentucky. Nope. You know? Yeah. It's, um, when I lived, when I lived in Augusta, I remember the first time, um, I went, and it was a Saturday I was watching college football. And I, so I went and grabbed a 12 pack and uh, told the guy, I said, ah, you know, I don't know what I want to drink tomorrow. I'll come by tomorrow and grab something before, you know, the NFL game starts. And he goes, uh, we don't sell beer on Sundays. And I was like, what? So I went back to get another 12 pack. And that's when I discovered that Georgia sells the, those suitcases, those 30 pack of beer, the cans. Yeah. So I started buying one of those on Sundays or Saturday mornings to get me through the, the weekend watching football and, and whatever else. Um, That's probably why they sell a 30 pack. I think it's exactly why they do. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. The rules are dumb, man. It's, it's crazy. That they're, it's crazy that like you would think hunting and fishing would be as, as a lot of people would call it a God given right. Ways to provide for your family. You know, it should be considered yeah. that. Um, you should be able to kill kind of, that's why I always say like, if I move to Kentucky or something, like I'll obey the rules, but you know, <laughs> if I need some deer meat in July, I'm going to get some deer meat in July. Yeah. Do you think that most of the people that live out in those areas that you and I have been to are, are following the laws to do what they do out there? I absolutely not. They're not following the laws. A lot of holes in that County. They say, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Listener, you dinner with a lady that uh, <laughs> she was talking about trespassers. She was like, I just got a brand new sawzall. <laughs> yeah, and her shovel was always in sight. It's not yep. far from hand. Oh, man. Different world out there. For sure. Uh, I like it. Though. I'm down with it. Yeah. You just mind your, if you mind your own business and don't piss people off or go out of your way to piss people off, you'd be fine. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Minding your own business goes a long way in the world. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a little complaining here about my uh, about my backyard. I love complaining. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's terrible. So this is so I have a palm tree and it's there's concrete in my backyard by my fence. And so what whatever idiot planted it there years ago, the bulb of the palm trees now and everybody's like, oh well, palm trees won't crack concrete. They're not. They're not okay. Well, it did. <laughs> and so you know whatever. So now I'm like, I gotta get this thing out of here and so I, I told Andy I was like I hate to do it but I'm probably just going to kill it just cut it in half and drag it out to the road mm-hmm. and 
you know, what else am I going to do? I can, I'm not going to be able to move it. It's too big, but I, I can be able to cut it down myself. Yeah. And so we kind of like talked about it and discussed it and decided, you know, not to murder this tree because trees are people too. And so we hired a guy to come in and he, for 250, he was like for 250 bucks, I'll extract it. And if you want it replanted, it's 250 bucks and I'll replant it. I was like, nah, I'm not going to pay $250 for you to dig a hole. So yeah, just take it with you. And pulls in and he goes, um, well, I was at work and he texts me and he's like, the, um, we can't get it out. We, we had to break your fence down. So the fence and he cut the, so he docked the fence down. No big deal. The fence post is sitting over there. Okay. I could put all that back. And he's like, so, you know, I'm like, so where, where are we at? And he's like, we'll just call it even. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we'll just dig it out and uh, drag it to the road. And we'll cut the stump down, you know, to ground level. Which doesn't fix my problem of cracking the concrete. I need the stump to get out. So yeah. it's like, whatever, it'll decay. So I'm just going to take a saw and just cut lines in it, you know, and then pour salt on it and it'll dry out and it'll rot away. Yeah. So now I get back there today and I'm like, all right, it's time to uh, get working on this. And I go in there and he had cut the fence post at the concrete. What? Yeah. I don't, I don't, so I had to dig this fence post. It's, it's like a huge pain. And like, now I got to go to Lowe's and get some concrete and, and put a new pole in and everything else. And, but it's like, it's so irritating because I, I was, I could have done that for free. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> broke my fence and cut the palm out for free. Yeah. It cost me $500 and, and now I got to fix it all. It's irritating. Well, I think it's, you know? yeah. Well, it sucks that like he quoted you a price for cutting it out and then replant, re- transplanting it. And then just did the first part and was like, well, we'll just, we'll just stick to the, what I quoted you. Yeah. So but, but, but what, you, what you quoted me was another, like the second half of the work, which you didn't do. Yeah. And, and then he even, free. and then he even said, cause I think I recall this portion of the phone call. Um, cause he called you, I think he called you in the, uh, in the studio. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, he, right. he didn't even haul away the stuff. He just left it in your front yard because he didn't bring a trailer. Yeah, and and he put it on like the the grass. And you know I'm pretty anal about my grass. So when they came through with the claw and scooped it up, they oh, tore the grass oh, up in the front yard too. I'm sorry, man. Dude, it's just you know, it's like you can't win. It's like all the stuff I want to do around the house, can't afford to do it. And then things that I can do myself, I end up paying somebody to do, which is <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do you win? How do you win in this life? All right. Have you had any good whiskey lately? Have I had any good whiskey lately? Um I had, I haven't really been drinking much lately. I've had, uh, so that, what I had last night was pretty good. That, that Russell's pick from, uh, that I got from Gibby's that we drank last episode was really good. Um, I finished off into a bottle of, um, oh no, I didn't I finish it, but, um, no, Drew from Patreon was, uh, posted a new Lou the other day. And so I busted out a, a barrel pick that I have from, um, uh, oh shoot, what's the Justin's that I picked up a while back and sipped on that. And that was, that's pretty good stuff. Forgot how good that was. It's changed uh, at least from what I remember it being, which is, which is what I like about drinking like a third to a half of a bottle and then just kind of trying other stuff for a while and revisiting it like six months to a year later, just holding on to it. Like everything changes changes and it's like a whole new bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun too. I brought some of that stuff home and just kind of killed like the half, half drank bottles that we had. Yeah. I did that Friday night. Um, Just to get ready for stuff. What was the one? What did the uh, uh, the little the bottle? Baby yeah, the saffle. Jesus. Yeah, 
Last of the Batch one, sad day. Oh. If you've never had that, listeners, the WB Saffle, it's a wild, it's wild turkey, but it's uh, it's quite fantastic. It's hard to get now. The Batch 2 is not as good as the Batch 1, but if you find it, you should get it. Oh, happy Memorial Day, by the way. That's right. Happy, it, is happy, it is Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, for those of you celebrating why you do so, just do it with the fact in mind that, uh, that you're, you're, you're doing this with, uh, you're doing this. Uh, with somebody else having paid the tab for you for your freedom. And, uh, and I had to unfortunately go down the rabbit hole with somebody on that on, I don't ever get comment, like start talking shit on Instagram, but there was, you remember that video that world war two guy. Oh yeah. The one uh, where he's, he's upset about the way things are going these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, so somebody, uh, I'll just, we'll just, we'll just, for those that haven't seen it. A lot of happiness, happiness, smiling, telling everybody that everything was beautiful every day. If I went into my church and didn't see everything was beautiful, they'd think I was sick. And I, and I'm not that way. On the ground, I was a died for it. Yeah, right there. And the things we fought for, and the boys. Go back a little bit more. Days, I am so upset. That the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it, it's all gone down the drain. Our country's gone to hell in a handbasket. Well, I, that sentiment is shared by a lot of folks, not just his generation, but you know, folks that served in global war on terror, Iraq and Afghanistan as well. Seeing well, I- I saw that posted and, you know, I usually jump in the comments on stuff, but this was on like a, just a random page mm-hmm. and man, it made me sick, dude. Like the comments in there, the people in there were like, imagine, imagine crying for, for killing people for the government that uh, doesn't care about you, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but the problem with it was, is like all these people complaining, like making fun of them. And like one comment in particular said, why can't I stop laughing? And it's like, and just made me sick to see like an American saying that, but screwed it up as a veteran came in there. It's like, um, you know, just started talking shit. And it's like, that's not the, that's not the answer either. The answer is, you know, he did that so that you can laugh about it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is freedom. You're allowed to do whatever you want. I don't think you should be laughing at that man, but you know, at the end of the day, that was the point of it all. It's not, nobody went over there for, the politicians, we, it was just for the guy next to you. So it's, you know, and then they start talking like, Oh, well, all those guys were drafted. And it's like, I got into the draft numbers. They're, they're not really, but irregardless. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, just kind of remember what today is about and whether you're an American loving person or not, you know, you can just, you can appreciate the sacrifice that these guys did. And one, and one cool thing to do is just take a handful of pennies and go to a, um, a veteran or a KIA graveyard mm-hmm. or two graveyard just throw pennies on the headstones. That just, this means you were visiting and you know, people that know them will, will be appreciative of it. And there's also usually a pretty cool crowd out there on Memorial day. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I, I saw a post and I, I shared it on, on, I think my Instagram story. Um, it was shared by a, a guy that I follow and, and watch his show, uh, Sean Ryan. And, uh, you know, he said a lot of people ask or wonder, you know, how, how to properly celebrate Memorial Day, because you get those people who are like, you know, it's not about barbecues and this, that, and the other, and and I get it, 
but also that's that's how a lot of people get together and remember and celebrate the lives of those who who weren't around. So um, his point was, you know, on Memorial Day and every day, you know, when you go to bed, do the things and live in a way. And when you go to bed, you can say to yourself, I was an, I was an American today worth dying for. I lived a life today that was worth dying for, for somebody else dying for. Um, if you walk around and, and, and live with that perspective, I think, um, I think most of those people, if, you know, if they're watching from above or from wherever, I think they'd be pretty proud. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's just, uh, everybody wants to be decisively divisive. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Decisively yeah. divisive. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. The world is pretty crazy right now. And, uh, Oh Yeah. I think we're, we're definitely losing something about being American. It's, just, it's like, it feels a little day than it used to. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. It's a, um, and I had this conversation with, with my oldest son. We, we talked about being how you can be a patriot. You can be proud of being an American, but still be disappointed in your country or its leadership and how things are going. And in fact, I think the ability to, 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 to make that decision and not just be a diehard. I'm an American, no matter what's going on. I, I love everything about America. Like I, I think it's our duty. I think our four, the reason our forefathers fought the way they did and wrote the bill of rights and, and everything that they did was because they expected us to hold people accountable, to not be happy with the way things are going, if they're not going the way they should be. Um, you can still do that. You can disagree with the with government or po- politicians um, and still be a proud American. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. But anyway, we hope, uh, hope you have a nice relaxing day and enjoy the day off. And uh, if you have a day off, some people don't. That's true. But I do. And then I'm looking forward to this weekend going to Kentucky um, Friday barrel pick. Yeah. Yeah. Two. So we're doing a Yellowstone pick, which I've, I've been told Yellowstone is now doing uh, wide open. So you can go whatever proof you want. You don't have to go down to like everything they did before was around a certain proof, but now they have stuff that's, that's getting some age on it and it's, you know, 120, 130 proof. So nice. hopefully we get to try one of those and maybe pick something high proof. And then Saturday we're going to Justin's house of bourbon in Lexington around 11. I okay. think. And uh, I invited Rocco, so Rocco can meet Caleb. Nice. Yeah, Caleb likes to donate all the bottles, and I'm like, dude, I got a great charity for you to donate. Yeah, to. Hell yeah, that's a great hookup, man. Yeah. So we'll do that, probably have some lunch at Justin's, and or after Justin's, and then um, we're going to Bardstown, I think, on Sunday. Cool. And then we have a wild turkey, or a Russell's Reserve, rather, pick uh, Monday morning. Ooh, look at you, Jump man. That's, that's right up your alley, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm super pumped to go for that. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a Russell's pick, so it's, yeah, uh, that's cool, man. That sounds exciting. I was just texting Rocco earlier. Um, Gavin is going to do his, his Eagle Scout project there. I think, I think he's got it yeah, all. Tell me about that. Call it all approved. Uh, yeah, so you know, for uh, in order to to achieve and, and earn his Eagle Scout rank, um, you have to do a service project of some sort. And he, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of kids, they do. 
conservation related projects around here or they'll they'll do other things for like their church and things like that or their school he wanted to do something different and uh, he kind of surprised me out of the blue one day and asked if there was something that Rocco would, might need help with at camp and I was like I guarantee you he's got a list a mile long of things that he needs help with or would like to do so I asked Rocco and Rocco was like hey man I have this uh, I think it's like a 10 foot by five, 10 by 5 or 10 by 6 foot utility trailer and I want to turn it into a wheelchair wheelchair accessible uh like mobile shoot house hunting blind so Gavin is, is taking that on and uh he was sending me some measurements earlier and we're gonna design and and come up you know talk with some you know find some engineers some builders or whatnot and get some help in kind of designing and engineering um whatever we need to do to convert that trailer into a wheelchair accessible, basically hunting blind so that it could fit um, a disabled veteran or law enforcement officer, uh, first responder and one or two, you know, helpers or whatever to hunt. Um, you know, so four, you know, four walls basically that convert the floor uh, roof, some, some windows to open up um, probably some other little creature comfort type things and um, head down there sometime, probably August or September and, get it all built and put together. So he's got to get the proposal and everything and the, and the design written up, um, proposed to a, to a committee to get, you know, final approval. And then he's got to start looking and getting donations for materials and monetary donations and all that kind of stuff. So we're, uh, he's, nice. he's excited about it. Well, for those listening that want to help donate to that, that's a, that's an awesome cause. We can definitely stand behind that. Yeah, I will. Um, as we get things set up, I, I don't know if he's going to do a GoFundMe or um, we have to, we have to follow some, some rules that are set in place by the national, um, uh, by, by the scouts BSA, the national organization for when it comes to money, um, whatever we figure all that out, uh, whatever means of ways to donate, we'll, we'll share that. And if you want to support, we'd, uh, I'm sure Gavin and, and Camp Hero and Rocco would, would love the support. <laughs> yeah. We'll be, uh, we'll be pushing that out. So if you, uh, you should be hearing soon. So just think about it. If you something you want to donate to, it'd be awesome to be able to, Going out there, and we'll, we'll definitely film it all and, and make a little video of it, so you can see where your money's going. Yeah, I may I may see if there's a way to do like a uh, almost like an Amazon wish list that you can share with people, so that if somebody wants to be like, "Hey, man, I'll I'll buy the lumber, or I'll buy yeah. this piece," they can just go to a thing and and, and buy it. Um, it, we, it. It may depend on logistics. It may be easier for us to uh, raise the funds for what we think the estimated amount is going to be, and then buy materials once we get up there. Um, cause I think we're probably going to have to take a long weekend or, you know, three or four days at minimum to, to get up there, get the materials and, and kind of get this stuff built out. So. Yeah, for sure. Have you put much thought on the outside, what you're going to do with the, how to, like the camo blending in? Side? Yeah. So he hasn't really, we've been, he's been really f- focusing more on, um, what kind of materials to use. Um, because Rocco wants it, obviously it wants to be, Gavin wants it to be stable, right? He wants it to be sturdy um, he's like, I don't want to build something that's just going to fall apart in two years. I want to go back there and visit in 10 years and be able to show, you know, my legacy that I, that I created. Um, yeah. I said, that's great. That's a, that's, but you're going to have to, you also have to balance the fact that this needs to be mobile. It's got to be able to move if he wants to move it or, and take it down the road. If he wants to move it to another spot, um, and not fall apart, but also, uh, not be too heavy that if he moves it out into a field, it stinks and he can't get it out with a side by side. So yeah. there's a lot of things to consider here. Um, but the whole point, the whole point of an Eagle project is to demonstrate, you know, leadership and and that sort of thing. So he's got to figure out who he needs to talk to and, and lean on experts. Um, a lot of people 
you know, a lot of the youth think that they have to do everything by themselves. And that's really not it. The idea is to, is to be a leader and being a leader means managing resources and, you know, teaching the kids that people can be resources. So if you have people who are experts in building this kind of stuff, lean on those people, call them, ask them questions. If they want to donate their time and help, then let them do that. You don't have to be the expert. You just have to keep all the pieces and parts moving. Um, and it's really cool because the kids that take advantage of it and really do these projects, you see them, you see the development, the leadership and the growth that they go through and they transfer that into college, into jobs. Um, and they're, they're far ahead of their peers just because they've had that experience already. I think you'll do a good job. And, and definitely got to put a lot of thought into how you're going to keep it from falling apart, you know, <laughs> yeah. riding around those trails and hitting trees and everything else it's going to do. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's, he's already been thinking about like, well, want to be, you know, if, if they're wheelchair bound, you know, they may be more susceptible to getting cold. So some sort of insulation for the inside. I said, that's very good. That's, I didn't even think about that yet. So yeah, that's, that's perfect. All those things you need to be writing down and thinking about. And if you're listening to this and you have experience in converting anything to hunting blinds or like little campers, cause we've been looking on YouTube and there's people who take those small trailers and convert them into like a little camper, like we were going to do with our trailer um, mm-hmm. or little mobile duck blinds. If you have any experience like that and you'd be willing to just let uh, my son and, and, uh, and I, uh, you know, pick your brain for 10, 15 minutes just on some ideas, um, shoot us a message and let us know because uh, we're, we're, we're open to any and all suggestions about how to do this. Because I've seen people that are taken and like they remove the whole floor of the trailer and then where it's just basically the, the main beams and the axle and then they put a new floor there. Um, but we also got the option of just, you know, laying, you know, laying flooring down and carpeting on what's the, what's there and putting up some beams in the corners for support, you know, and then basically building a little, you know, start with plywood or whatever, lots of ways to do it. Um, not sure exactly what we're going to do yet, but, um, we'll get there. You also got to keep in mind like morning dew and, and, uh, get bringing wetness into the trailer and, and make sure that doesn't soak in and ruin anything. Yeah. So maybe kind of undercoating underneath. Right. Yeah. So, you know, carpet may not be the best choice, you know, off the bat, maybe some sort of like rubber matting on the floor that's, and then carpeting, yeah, carpeting the, the walls to help buffer sound and, and, you know, reduce vibration, um, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's all the kind of stuff he's thinking about and, and we're talking through. So put a little shelf in a corner for a buddy heater too. That way it's not sitting on the floor. Yeah. We talked about that. We talked about a buddy heater. We talked about having places to, uh, to rest a rifle or, uh, mm-hmm. bows on. Uh, we talked about, you know, like we see in some, and one thing I want to do, uh, over the summer, as we get closer to, to doing this, um, is take him to some of the stores where they sell blinds that are already up, um, and let him look at how they do some of the, uh, the, you know, cause you have the, you'll have the, the clear window you can see through and then that flips inside usually, but then there's just oftentimes another, another sliding panel or something to make it black. If you just want to black out one portion, there's a little things yeah. like that, little, little details that that'll make a big difference. Yeah, I think that'll be a fun project. I'm pretty sure he'll uh, he'll enjoy it because he likes he likes doing the outdoor tiny stuff, you know. He does. He likes the outdoor stuff and he likes engineering. He took an engineering class this year. He's already talking to his his school administration on uh, how he can uh, swing taking uh, two different engineering classes he wants to take next year. So he knows how to use AutoCAD or CAD or one of those programs um, they they learned this year. Uh, he wants to. He actually wants to get a rough design put together and use a 3D printer to, to print it out and be able to show Rocco and show the committee uh, for approval. So nice. Yep. There's a, that place in North Charleston mall. They're not, um, 
Citadel Mall. There's a uh, 3D printing shop in there where if you have a if you have something you've built up, yeah, you can use their printers. Yeah, his school has some cool resources like that. And oh, really? then, um my my office, my work, um, we have a we have a lab with with like I, I think seven different types of 3D printers. Uh, so wow. over, over the summer, I'll probably bring him in there and let him let him utilize some of that. So. That'd be cool. We have one at our work, but I don't know who it belongs to. And I definitely am not allowed to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> they got a bunch of stuff in the lab now, man. They got like a big Glowforge laser engraver. They got all kinds of stuff in there. That's crazy. Yeah. That'd be cool to have something like a, like a workshop with all that modern technology stuff in there. So you can make stuff and, and, and kind of do your own thing. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a guy once, um, a, a guy, Gabe Gomez, you know him. Yeah. We were actually talking about opening up a, like a makerspace in Charleston, um, which is similar to what I think you're talking about um, over by the Citadel Mall, but basically just a big facility where you would have like one area or one room where it's just like wood CNCs and computers to operate them. And then another one is just laser engravers. And then another area is 3D printers. And then maybe another area is just a computer lab. And you just have all these resources you can come in and um, utilize to build and make stuff without having to invest tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars for yourself. Um, for sure. Even as simple as like having a big area with just a table saw, you know, miter saws, you know, woodworking shop that you can come in and use. I don't know if you remember, but like when I was a kid, I remember on, on the Air Force bases, they had shops like that. Like you could go to the automotive shop and rent a bay and work yeah. on your vehicle all afternoon. You see guys in there like stressing out with a vehicle torn half apart, not knowing what then you could go to a shop to a window. There's usually some old retired guy there. Uh, you could rent tools and he'd help you out and um, yep. I've, done, I've been, been there, done that many, many times. Yeah. And then a lot of, a lot of bases had the same thing. It was, uh, the hobby shop and you can, you could go and you could use wood tools or, uh, you know, welding machine, things like that. Um, those skills have just kind of the society, like a lot of men and women don't have any of those skills and those places have kind of just dwindled away. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot. It's, uh, you see stuff all the time that like just normal things that you should know how to do. And a lot of people today just don't have well, no idea. It's and it, and it used to be like, like when I go home, you, you, you've been to, when I say home, when I go back to Louisiana and visit family and you've, you've been around some of my family. Um, it's, that's, that's just a, that's like a bargaining thing down there. Like yeah. that's how people it's, it's transactional almost. Like my uncle is a metal worker as a fabricator has been his whole life. You want something made or built out of metal. He knows how to do it or he knows someone that can get it done. I'm talking anything from a, a small widget to go on a, a trailer hitch or a trailer to full ass metal buildings. He can build it from, from the ground up. Um, and then he knows a guy who's an expert in, in concrete or carpentry. And maybe he, maybe he needs something done for a job site and the other guy needs something done for him. So instead of coming out of pocket to pay for things, they just swap skill sets and help each other out. And that's just how people get, get by down there and make a living. Um, I just don't see that as much around here. I'd much rather do bartering than actually spending money. Cause everything's just so expensive now, but it's like, if you have a skill set and you could trade that skill set for something else, like it's, it's kind of, I mean, we're, we do it with some stuff. I mean, I'm doing it with Stark. He's helping film some stuff and come up with some content creation ideas and, and, and in trade, like he wants to learn about whiskey. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm teaching about whiskey and I bring bottles over to his house. It's the same, same thing with chef Jeff. Yeah. You know, he gets stuff, taught me how to pull mozzarella. So now I know how to make my own mozzarella. Yeah. Which was good, by the way. I ended up, I did make, I forgot to take pictures because I was, uh, it was a little crazy that, that evening, but we, we sliced that up with some, uh, with some tomatoes and did some uh, balsamic vinegar and olive oil, dude. That was so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. It was really good stuff. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, we need to, speaking of content creation, we need to pick, uh, we need to look at our schedules and decide on it like a day once a week um, where we can, we meet up for a few hours and, and dump some, some reels and get some, some stuff knocked out so that uh, I'm afraid here soon people are going to think it's Whiskey and Whitetails is matte and stark. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely do. Um, it's just, it's so convenient because Stark lives a mile from my house. Oh, for and- sure. I get it. And it's, this is full-time job is content. Like he doesn't work a real job. So yeah, it's easy for him like to just promotion stuff. And yeah, well, I don't mind driving so out there. Be like, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. Like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I don't mind driving out there. I mean, I know I, I'm the one that chose to live way the hell out here. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's my, it's my choice. Uh, but I don't mind driving out there to, to, to make it work. I'd rather do that. Do some stuff downtown. I'd rather do that once a week or yeah, meet up downtown and do some stuff downtown or wherever. I'd rather do that once a week um, and drive into town for that than to drive into town at, at the studio that we're wasting money at. So, yeah, for sure. I feel like the studio was, that's the other thing too, is like, because it's a defined space, like the content would get old. It'd be the same thing over and yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, I agree. We can, now we can, we can still meet up once a week and, and make content. We can do it wherever the hell we want to though. Yeah, for sure. Tonight I'm going to, uh, Bearcat, they're doing a pop up at. Uh, oh, you got my hopes up. Thought they were open. No, still not open. So what happened with him? He did a. He was had that water trap that he couldn't get inspected, mm-hmm. which took forever. But he also he has that hearth. He's got an open hearth that he uses for open fire cooking mm-hmm. in there, and he did it without a permit. Oh <laughs> so, no! So when they came in for like final inspection, they were like, "Hey, uh, by the way." So in order for that to be like the easiest workaround is they have to hire an engineer to come in there and look at it all, design what the hearth should be like, and then make small changes and then submit it for approval. So an engineer is going to probably come in and go, here's a design. Oh, would you look at that? It looks almost exactly like yours minus, yeah. minus, you know, I don't know, a splattering of mortar here or something. Yeah. We need to build this, this up on the back a little just bit so more. That there's, just, be, just so that there's engineering paperwork with the city is yeah. why. Yeah. That's yep. It's so still uh, closed for that reason, but that's they're nice. doing a pop-up tonight at, uh, I think it's called Southern Sage is what it's called. I've never heard of it, but it's it. He was like, uh, it's it sold out and like immediately. Yeah. And they only had 50 spots and he, and he said that he had saved up and this is like, well, I'm just gonna say it. He was like, he was like, yeah, we need 50 spots. He's like, but also I want my friends to be able to come. Cause you know, that's what he's always been like he's like i yeah. want my friends to be able to eat these crazy meals because they you know he's like i can't afford to go to these restaurants my friends can't either he's like so we we sold 50 tickets and then there's like 10 20 tickets that they didn't sell yeah and so uh i was like oh well that's cool man i was like well hopefully you know but your friends will come support you and he was like why don't you come he's like i was like yeah tell me what time and he's like can you do eight o'clock i was like yeah so we're going tonight at eight cool man well tell him i said hi man that's and uh Looking forward to, I tell you, man, as soon as his place is open, the wife and I are, are there, like, yeah. not question. So he had his final inspection Friday. I haven't talked to him since. I'm going to talk to him tonight. But um, if it's good to go, they're going to open up reservations again. And uh, I'm cool. just going to, I'm going to make like two a month or whatever yeah. for forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm a hundred percent down. He was showing me his menu. Like he just drew it up by hand and then in his cursive writing. So I can't read it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like staring at it and he's like, would you get away from that? And I was like, dude, you, you posted on Instagram. He's like, I know, but I don't want you to see it. I don't want you to read it. 
It's like, okay. Well, she'd be surprised. That's cool. Yeah, because he, he knows I like to, I like to surprise when it comes to food. It's fun. Yeah. Well, that's cool though. He, he, but I think he is also a purist. He likes, he likes people not knowing what he's going to present them. And, and I think he gets as much enjoyment out of surprising people as, as someone like you likes to be surprised. Right. He also brought me one of his desserts. He was like, try this. And he just like handed it to me. And it looks like a, a runts banana, but like, I don't know, four inches maybe. Okay. And so I, I took a bite into it and it was like, it was ice cream and the outside was this thin chocolate shell and it tasted like salted chocolate. It was so good. But I was like, I don't taste really much banana. And he's like, dude, there's like five different types of ways you can cook a banana kind of blended together to make that ice cream on the inside. Yeah. And so he was like, you know what it is? He's like, it's all that bourbon you drink. He's like, you, you don't remember what banana tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right when the alcohol's burned out your palate well just like the alcohol banana and then right. like the regular ba- banana i guess is more subtle than yeah. oh yeah alcohol banana oh yeah so, yeah yeah i have a, I have a banana every morning myself me and layla i i take a, i take a few bites and then uh, my dog will wait and stares at me and then i uh, i take the last bite and i, I spit it at her and she she, <laughs> she catches it that's funny she's a Yesterday, the re- I told you I had te- technical difficulties and we couldn't record yesterday. So I was having mm-hmm. some technical difficulties, but I didn't get to address them in time because Layla did something outside and ripped one of her to- claws or toenails like halfway out and it was bleeding wow. everywhere. So I had to get her to the vet and they had to numb her paw and, and pull the uh, the nail completely out. Ouch. Yeah, she was, uh, it's funny, dogs don't show pain, but like you can tell they're uncomfortable and uh, mm-hmm. it was night and day. You know, before and after she got taken care of, I felt bad. Wow, well, yeah. I'm glad she got taken care of. Drama. It wasn't a, a more expensive venture. Oh, I told Jessica, I was like, like I was like, this is this is five hundred dollars easy, if not more. Like they're gonna number, they may tell you they got to put her to sleep. You know, I went down this list of everything. I was like, it's gonna be like at least five hundred bucks. It was only like one hundred and sixty bucks. Really? Yeah. I would have said it would been five hundred bucks too. Yeah, yeah. It seems sure. like everything today is five hundred dollars. Yeah, they want they want to te- clean her teeth because she's old and she's. Uh, they want like $1,500 because they got to put her to sleep. I think I've talked about this before. Yeah. I'm going to end up doing it because, you know, it's, it's like having it's like a member of the family and everything, but. Got to take care of them. I, uh, we did it. Have a hard time. Dogs, I don't remember them being that much, but it was expensive. Just have them take them all the teeth out so it can be like your cat. That's what, uh, yeah, old gummy, <laughs> old gummy face in there. <laughs> she has, she has two teeth. Yeah. Two, two of her canines. That's all she got. Whenever she took the, she took Layla into the vet. She said there was a lady in there with a Maine Coon. Um, and I guess they, you got to, do you have to bring cats in, in a kennel when you bring them to the vet? Is it like a requirement? I don't know. That's just the easiest way to do it. That's what I told Jessica. Around. I was like, they, they're not like dogs. You don't put them on a leash and they don't just sit like you. So, yeah. but I guess that cat was like up on a, like a little stool and it was just kind of sitting up and like, she's like, it just looked like it wanted to kill everything that walked around there. I was like, it does. Like that's all it's thinking about is like, Hey, if that was a little smaller, I'd kill that. I could still kill that. That's all it's thinking about. Well, it's like mine, like Jeff, he, his face is just, he just, he just has RBF. He just looks like all the time. He looks like he's just mad or not in a good mood or pissed off, but it's just the way he looks. She said, uh, I told her, I said, you know, cause she likes to have an animal, like cuddle an animal close by. It's like really relaxing for her. And she's like, I just want, if I could uh, get like a really hypoallergenic cat, maybe that would work. And I was like, well, I think a Maine Coon is supposed to be pretty hypoallergenic. But that cat's not going to cuddle with you. That cat's yeah. going to hang out in the corner of the room and just watch things, looking for an opportunity to 
fuck something up. Yeah, Jeff does not cuddle. He will on his own accord, but like if he comes and lays next to you and you touch him, he'll get up and leave. Like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I want to hang out. Like? I want to hang out with you, but I don't want you to touch me. Yeah, yeah, which I I totally get. It's like yeah, same. I feel that way all the time. Yeah. Right. The kids want to like crawl over you, and sometimes at the end of the day, it's just like, look, I love you guys. Sit. Yeah. And hang out, but you don't have to be all over me. Did you watch that real estate yesterday with a girl wearing a poncho? Uh, maybe I missed it. I don't know, man. I, between you and my brother-in-law, Justin, I get inundated sometimes. I, I lose track. Well, he's like, it's uh, it's this lady, and she goes to like somebody's house that has kids, and she's wearing a poncho, and they're like, why are you wearing a poncho? And she's like, because everything here is sticky. <laughs> Last time I was here, I got touched by something. I got blue paint on me, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, it's it not wrong. I think I'd, I think some mornings, but in fact, this morning, I walked downstairs in the first, not even, I'm still half asleep. I, I put my hand down the counter and put my hand in something sticky and I stepped in water on the damn floor. I was <laughs> like, I'm going back to bed. I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yep. it's inevitable. I put on a pair of uh, Crocs that one of the kids decided to walk around in and then somehow they got, uh, I don't know, like sticky, some kind of starburst or something on the bottom. So my, my Croc was like making that clicking noise as the sticky stuff picks up off that so i had to clean yeah. that off it's 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 never ending <laughs> it's getting better they're getting older they don't they don't spill as much but yeah it's a it's a constant battle yeah that's what i've heard all right i need to get back in the backyard and get stuff done yeah, um, hopefully my audio was better this time i could see that the video is better yeah the so video is better the um you sound better uh minus our little connection glitch there uh, i think we'll be good i can edit that out on easy on my part i'm not sure how it'll look um, I pull it out since you since you logged you started this but then got kicked out and I invited you back in I may have to download the video on my end and send it to you do you think I don't know we'll find out when we uh, close it out all right well awesome well thanks for joining folks a um, couple things we're a little late on this but thanks to Waypoint Network for having us uh, thank you Patreon as always for supporting us uh, for sticking around this long and still listening thank you for doing so um don't forget to use code podcast, save 20% on our website all, all year, all day, every day. Um, that's all I got, I think. Yep. I think we're going to run a sale here soon. Yeah. To, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Memorial day sales. I think it's, I don't know. Same, but we got we fathers, make, we got fathers. Day. I haven't noticed. We don't do like July 4th posts, Memorial day posts just cause like everybody does it. And they're to me half the time they're pretty cringy. So we also prefer to just spend those days, reflecting on what the days are for so yeah um but we'll probably have some father's day promotions coming up here soon so yep for sure keep an eye out and uh yeah that's all i got man all right well hopefully the this all came out well we'll see and you know and we're still working on it and then we'll, we'll get back into you know going over topics and stuff once we're situated we just don't want to put a bunch of time and effort into into knowledge and then uh you know stuff. the podcast not be yeah. perfect quality indeed all right well that's all i got all right happy memorial day folks see you yep bye